0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Shoot the Breeze with Alexandra Marie, and I am your host, Alexandra Marie. First and foremost, I want to thank you for the continuous support. I know I haven't jumped on here, but I definitely want to thank everyone that still hopped on and searched for my podcast and listened to my podcast on the numerous platforms. I'm still gaining in listeners, so I want to thank you guys so, so very much. And you know that I am very transparent. So I've been dealing with a lot for the past few weeks. I've been dealing with a lot of stress, a lot of emotional turmoil, a lot of anxiety, and to make matters worse, a lot of physical pain. Physical pain that honestly made me unable and incapable of doing much of anything. And I had to really decide where my energy should go. So first and foremost, my energy whatever energy I have, it has to go to my son when he's with me. So if you don't know, um, I have split residential custody um, of my son with his father. So the days that my son are with his father are the days that I can recuperate. And that means to muster up all my energy so that when he's here with me I am at a hundred percent and if not at a hundred percent for him at least I am giving him the better versions of me I am NOT just snapping at him you know he is a young toddler uh, I do have to be stern with him sometimes Because he knows he's adorable, he hears he's cute all the time, and he thinks that he can get away with things, but there's a difference between being stern and snapping at your children. So I I needed to make sure that the days that were off days for me, I collected every ounce of strength so that when i had him he had the best version of mommy So there's so many things going on that there are a lot of different projects that i had to put on the back burner so that i can focus not only on my son but i can focus on the new llc that i had launched Um, Solo Beauty Botanicals LLC. And I added the apparel and fashion to the health, beauty, and wellness part of my e-comm. So every week, if not almost every other day, I'm on the website. I'm tweaking it. And I am looking for different products from different vendors, different distributors companies to add to the website along with looking at margins margins for promotions and things like that um so i knew that i had to give my energy to that not to say that my podcast isn't important but i didn't want to spread myself thin because as i mentioned that my son is number one when it comes me and my energies. So today I want to talk about um, cutting. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because looking at all these articles, um, with COVID 19, many therapists and You know psychologists psychiatrists and just everyone thought that suicide would go up at least in my state it didn't go up i can't speak on all the other states i live in new jersey it didn't go up but there are a lot of other cases that went up cutting being one of them as well as you know domestic violence and things like that and we'll definitely speak about domestic violence and have some people that were in domestic violence situation come on here and you know sit with us and pick their brains about that but right now uh we're gonna discuss cutting and what cutting is and how we can help anyone and our family or friends, just any loved ones, even um, people that we may work with, how can we help them through this pandemic when they have this underlining issue, or if they're just now beginning to harm themselves in such a fashion. So what is cutting? Cutting is causing self harm by cutting One's own flesh. Now, why do people cut themselves? I know a lot of you guys are thinking seriously, these people, why would they want to cut themselves? It's just for attention. They're attention seeking mongrels. That's all they want is attention. They're starving for it. And I'm sorry to disappoint you, but cutting is not about attention. You may even know someone that has been struggling with self-harm and you you would never think it you know maybe this person has a cat or a dog maybe this person is extremely clumsy Um, maybe this person lives in a climate where for a good portion of the year they're in long sleeves and you know maybe you never see them in skirts or shorts they're always in you know capris or jeans or something you know covering past their knees or you know you never you never really see them exposing much of their body but it doesn't click because okay if it's 90 degrees outside people wear jeans when it's 90 degrees outside so what's the harm you're not thinking anything it's not as if they're walking around with a coat right they're just walking around in jeans the reason i say jeans is many people that harm themselves cut above the knees so they cut their thighs um because hey i don't expose myself right so the thigh is the most convenient and suitable place for them because as i just mentioned if it's 90 degrees outside you're not going to walk around with long sleeves but there are some that do and not to say that they're the ones that want attention but they're the ones that cut themselves and it becomes obsessive and we will definitely go into that later on in the episode, but the thigh is the most convenient location because that can be covered up year round. These individuals most likely will not go to the beach. They won't wear, you know, shorts or skirts or anything like that. So that they don't expose or bring any attention to themselves so okay if they don't want attention why would they be harming themselves i know if i get a paper cut i'm almost in tears if i cut myself while i'm dicing the tomatoes i'm literally bawling how can someone take scissors take a knife or take a blade to their skin Well, fact of the matter is, believe it or not, cutting becomes a form of coping. It becomes the coping mechanism. So many people that cut themselves do so to cope with pain, strong emotions, intense pressure, and upsetting relationship problems. And the feelings become too overwhelming and difficult for them not only to understand, but difficult to express such overwhelming emotions that they want to feel alive. I know, mind boggling. Well, if you've never been depressed or had a moment in your life where you were extremely sad and out it may be difficult for you to understand because when you are depressed you don't feel as if you are alive you don't feel as if you're dead you, you simply don't feel a lot of the time and you become numb that you seek things that will make you feel fall into destructive behaviors because they want to feel something than what they are feeling currently and a lot of the time it's empty it's dark it's dreary so When a person takes a knife, a blade or anything like that to their skin, a lot of the time it's because one, I'm going through so much and it's putting me in a place of darkness and I don't know how to express this, right? So the way I do internalize this, because I don't know how to express this in any other way, shape, or form, is to take a blade to my flesh. Maybe I want to feel something else. If I'm feeling this much pain mentally, emotionally, spiritually, hmm, maybe if I take this blade to my flesh, I can transfer that pain to physical. I can deal with physical pain. I can put a band-aid on it. I can put ointment on it. I can see it. I can feel it. I can see what is causing this pain. And because I can see it, And because i can feel it physically and i understand i understand physical pain i understand if i fall down a flight of stairs i'm probably going to break some bones so i understand if i take this blade to my skin i understand i'm going to feel some sort of pain see that feeling i get that feeling i can cope with that feeling i can understand But this overwhelming feeling of anxiety, of pain, of distraught, of darknessy, I don't understand that. I can't deal with that. And I need to shut that out. So cutting is not a form of them attempting to seek gratification from anyone Because most of the time you would never know. The only way you find out if someone is cutting is if you see the scars or if they tell you themselves. Many people that cut themselves hide it very, very well. And you would never know. Cutting is also about control. Needing to control all variables, variables, of pain, where to inflict the pain, how deep, how much, you know, it's, it's all about control because many people that cut themselves, it's not about, oh, look at me. I'm cutting myself. No, because they're feeling such immense heartache, grief, anger. And you would think, oh my gosh, if you're feeling all that, go talk to someone. They don't know how. Or they don't have anyone to talk to. The reason i brought up COVID is a lot of these children and young teens that are cutting themselves or resulting to cutting themselves now inflicting self-harm. They had schools, they had counselors, they had teachers, they had people that if you were to go to school every day with the same clothes or you were to go to school with bruises on your arms or you were to go to school and your mood completely changed, you had many people around you that would know this, okay? Because you'd had pretty much the same lunch ladies or lunch men every day, you know, the, the same custodian that would walk by, you'd have your, your electives maybe once or twice a week. So these educators and support staff would be keen to certain behaviors and by the time let's say december january hit they would have a good understanding of who you were so if you come back from winter break and your mood completely changed and No one was notified of a death in the family. No one was notified of a move or a divorce or anything major. You know, these educators, these support staff, individuals, they would notice. And... and would want to help you they would either get in contact with your teacher and your principal or maybe a guidance counselor they would find a way to help you because your behavior would be noticeable your attire your mood everything would be noticeable but with this pandemic, teachers rarely get to see you from, honestly, from, you know, shoulder length down. If your parents were abusing you, they wouldn't be able to tell. And some schools, you're not logged on for a good portion of the day. Maybe you're logged on for an hour and a half. And after that, you're pretty much on your own and you log back on for another hour and a half and then that's it. And it, I mean, your teachers or professors are available until three o'clock, but it's not the same. It's not the same. So there are many cases of self-harm that are being reported into the er now pediatricians are noticing things that frankly to be honest would not have happened if there were a social aspect to things These incidents, incidences would not occur, or at least in such an alarming rate. Now I'm not going to say cutting would just be non-existent. What I'm saying is the incidences that are occurring now may have not occurred if not for this pandemic. Cutting can be habit forming. It can become a compulsive behavior. You know, this means the more a person does it, the more they feel they need to do it. See, what happens is your brain starts to connect. This false sense of relief from. The bad feelings, the anxiety, the overwhelming feelings, the pressure to the act of cutting. And it begins to crave this relief the next time tension builds up. Can we see how maladaptive that can be? And if it's a compulsive, if it becomes a compulsive behavior, what will happen is you then put yourself in certain situations that will build up this tension that is needed for you to excuse yourself and excuse the act of self-harm. When cutting becomes a compulsive behavior, it can seem impossible to stop. And honestly, it can seem almost like an addiction. It can really become an addiction where the urge to cut can seem too hard to resist. The same way alcohol, opioids, narcotics, sex, that needing it to survive, that need, and it becomes a reason to get out of bed That's what addiction is. But for me to get out of bed, for me to survive through the day, for me to just be and feel alive, I need this. I need X, Y, Z. And that's what cutting becomes. You wouldn't ask an alcoholic. You wouldn't assume an alcoholic is an attention-seeking individual. Thus, that's the same lens you need to look through when you come across someone that cut themselves. It is not for attention. And we have no idea if this person is novice or an expert and this person, we don't know how long they've been doing this how well they've been hiding this. Just like alcoholism. But what we need to understand is many individuals that cut themselves aren't going to attempt suicide. Let me repeat this again. Many people who cut themselves aren't going to attempt suicide. The reason being is cutting usually is an attempt for the person to feel better, not ending it all. Let me repeat. Cutting is usually a person's way of feeling better, not ending it all, not ending their life. As I've been saying over and over in this episode, cutting is a form of release for people that cut themselves. And although some people who do cut themselves, Attempt suicide. It's usually because of the emotional problems and pain that has more to do with the attempt of suicide rather than causing self harm. So the emotional pain that caused them to cut themselves initially. Becomes too overwhelming, and that is the reason for them wanting to end it all. Same as alcoholism. You don't kill yourself, you don't commit suicide because of alcoholism, because alcoholism becomes your scapegoat. It allows you to build this fortress right it allows you to numb your feelings so alcohol is not what causes you to attempt suicide it's the underlining feeling, the underlying emotions the underlining sadness darkness whatever was the underlying issue that is what causes you to attempt suicide And that is, that goes, that's the same thing with cutting. It is a coping mechanism. And I'm not trying to excuse cutting. Please do not take this as, is she trying to say cutting is okay? Like if my daughter begins, or my son begins to cut themselves, it's okay. I shouldn't be alarmed. No, you should, you should be alarmed. And you should find a way to talk to them help them get them to therapy, sit down, try to figure out the problem, but you don't want to rush into things. You don't want you don't want to take away all the instruments in the house that may cause them to cut themselves. I know that's what people do when people are alcoholics. I don't believe that Um, it's the right thing to do even for alcoholism you know you'll have different therapists different mind coaches different cbt's they have different um methods and strategies and i look at it as the more you deprive someone of something access to something it makes them want it more it makes them seek it out more and you're gonna have to be around alcohol, you know. You, you, you're you going to have, like you're the alcoholic, not me. My home, I so when you come to my home, I should hide everything. When you go to restaurants, we should just go to restaurants that don't serve alcoholics. No, I'm sorry, right? That's how people feel outside looking in. So, to ask someone to live in a space. We're removing all objects. Um, So they're not tempted. I'm sorry, I personally don't feel as if that's the way to go. Don't get me wrong, when it's time to go to rehab, yes, you have to take yourself away from the situation, of course, but they also teach you And they also stress, listen, you're gonna go back into the world and the world, they're not going to hide every bottle. That is the same way to look at cutting. So if you do find that your daughter, your son or someone you love is cutting themselves, the first thing you want to do is talk to them. Try to see what is causing them to want to self-harm. Because taking away the scissors, taking away the blades, that's not gonna work. The first thing you wanna do, if you suspect that someone is cutting or is battling cutting Um, talk to them, talk to them. And as I said before, it's not attention seeking behavior because they are going out of their way to ensure that you don't know. So the best thing to do is honestly to check their behavior. And that's difficult to do in this day and age, to check someone's behavior with this pandemic. Everyone's behavior is off. But, how off? You know, if if you're providing Strategies to them, and they're just checked out They may be battling with some deep dark mental health issues so Other than not hiding not hiding, you know knives and blades and things like that and and asking them what's wrong to try to figure out the issue. Um, Schedule a session, schedule a therapy session right now. And the beginning of COVID last year, there were a few suicides by teenagers because they couldn't be around their friends. Like you know, not just oh, let's put a mask on six feet. You know, if we all have a mask on. No, in the beginning there were quite a few suicides because teenagers just they 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 just broke. I can't put it any other way. You know, there was a sad story about a young girl in California, a young African American, and she killed herself because she couldn't deal with not seeing her friends being cooped up in the house doing school it, it was it's becoming too much so we need to talk to our children more we need to really hold them more and even though it's remote learning ask about their day how was your day today how was remote learning today how was school today did you take any tests are you um, studying for a test and and actually know if they had a test. I know sometimes a lot of teachers are doing pop quizzes now, but if they are studying for a test, ask how that test went and you know talk to them and take them out. Go go to the movies. And I know there's a lot of movies now where um, if it's a Disney movie, you you can purchase it on Disney Plus rather than going to theaters. I have a, um, a projector and I do movies like that with my son. Again, if we suspect anything in our loved ones, the best thing that we can do is ask them what is wrong before accusing them of anything and removing certain things like as like knives and scissors they're going to think okay they suspect something but they're not coming to me directly which is going to increase anxiety in that person so you don't want to do that you want to ask them what is wrong the person divulged information to you great then you know ask what can you do to make them feel better about certain things usually um you ask someone that multitude of times they will they will open up they'll begin to open up then schedule some type of therapy session as parents as caregivers it is our duty to ensure that their mental health their mental well-being is preserved okay because mental health is preserved wealth thank you guys so much for tuning in to shoot the breeze with sandra marie